Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the mayor of Riotsville, USA. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Today we declare Groundhog Day. I am Danny. Also joining us is our resident flamenco dancer extraordinaire. Ooh, that's right. Dude, my feet, I can't stop my feet from moving right now. Oh my god, Blake, what up? Oh, what'd you have for lunch? Uh maracas. <laughs> that usually when I have that feeling in my stomach, I keep my feet moving also. <laughs> you know what? There is something about diarrhea that makes you just move quicker than normal. <laughs> When, when you're a kid, like, and I'm talking really young, like six, seven, is there any funnier word in the dictionary than diarrhea? Diarrhea? Hell no, actually. No. It's, even, and, even now. Honestly, now, like, yeah. It's still a pretty good word. Uh, have you guys seen Ricky, our good friend Ricky? Uh, he's got this, like, whole diarrhea oh, thing on TikTok. God. Oh, oh, yes. oh <laughs> my God. Okay. okay. He's been doing it for years, right? He's been doing, he's been doing well, this. Yeah, he's about started, a year now. I would yeah. Say. So he... <laughs> followed me on tiktok pd poo pants for everybody yeah <laughs> and i didn't know who this person was and then i realized who it was and any any time that it so if you guys follow me on tiktok default know. underscore player uh you will see his <laughs> comments i would say at least 90 percent of the time on any of those posts yeah i'm not sure if i'm even mad or proud of him or I, disgusted. I, i'm kind of proud of him because he took a really <laughs> dumb joke and he's really ran with it and he's like they like TikTok made him like an affiliated like account because <laughs> he gets so much like traction off his stupid what? diarrhea. Oh, oh yeah, really? like, oh yeah. He had a guy write a song based on one of his comments recently. Oh dude, check it out, Petey Poop Pants. What? It, it started as it started as a Pete Buttigieg, uh, yeah, uh, parody account about how Pete Buttigieg always had diarrhea, and so but it's it's morphed into this like I don't know. It's got a life of its own. I have to look because wow. the I, I the only I made a TikTok once because um I, I don't know I'm I'm too old for it right and then I didn't quite understand how TikTok worked so <laughs> I uh, I, don't. I I just knew people danced on it to songs <laughs> yeah I put on everybody's working for the weekend by Loverboy I think it is and I just recorded myself at my desk at the office just taking notes <laughs> and that was the whole TikTok yeah and uh, yeah people don't find that funny on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious. Just give it? us some time, man. Just give us yeah, some time, man. Yeah. I think that was like two years ago. <laughs> oh shit. Wasn't that the TikTok? Like, I feel like that Cholo who was lip syncing um with Stevie Nicks. Isn't, isn't that like what made TikTok like popular and cool? I can be wrong. I, I, I think what made was... TikTok popular was the pandemic. I was gonna say, I think it was uh, the pandemic because that's uh I remember it pre-pandemic, but I was like, oh yeah, this is like dumb for kids. But then during the pandemic is when like there was the dances and the that's when I saw the cholo singing this to Stevie Nicks was during the pandemic, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely me too. Yeah. Oh, that was like peak pandemic. That was like everybody was really depressed. I hadn't seen anybody in months and weeks. And that cholo really brought us all together. <laughs> like I, I think like the pandemic, like all of us are ready for it to end. But uh the only people who are rooting for the pandemic are um the owners TikTok of TikTok is? and the owners mm-hmm. of OnlyFans. Oh like, yeah. those those two did really well. And this, Zoom. <laughs> So uh, we are in the lovely state of Texas, and I say that on my 
love Texas. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most iconic horror movies ever. For some people, it's the best. It's their favorite. It's the first one they ever saw. It's the most disgusting for some people, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's coming back. Uh, a direct sequel to the Toby Hooper original is coming to Netflix in about two, two and a half weeks now. Blake, I know you're super excited oh, for this. Dude. Yeah. Oh, so just for the record, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably like top five, top three movie for me in general. I just love it. Um, in the horror genre, I just think it's so great. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, the only times I've like, I've rarely ever dressed up for Halloween. I I, I make a pretty mean leather face myself. So you do. Um, you, uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you do. I did a pretty good one. You're very uh, what's it, Gunther Hansen? <laughs> Gunner, Gunner Hansen. Gunner Hansen, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm not, not a small person, so it, it helps. And uh, yeah, I, I have a pretty good mask I bought and the whole bit. But um, I'm gonna make my own uh, this year uh, from real live human faces. So well, <laughs> it, it's there won't be live time. faces at the time. Uh, when I get my hands on them. But. And it's about time because you've been talking about this for a long time. I'm glad yeah. you're going to finally, finally <laughs> get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's bucket list stuff. Uh, and, and Danny, what, how old are you when your dad forced you to watch it? <laughs> you know, so this was actually one of those movies that uh, came to me by being a teenager and uh, trying to, I guess, impress girls. Uh, and when I see this, my friends were trying to get with my cousins so I was like, hey, they have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is a great film. Um, never seen it before, but I was like, this is, you know, it's one of my few movies that I was like, you know, people like this movie, right? Um, yeah, it, it was pretty disgusting. But the one, I, so this is where um, it feels funny. The one that I really do remember a lot, um, not being disgusted by my friends trying to hook up with my cousins, uh, is the remake with Jessica Biel and um, you don't like it or you do? I, I remember that one more mm, uh, than the other one because I just I wanted to leave my aunt's house more more. Sure. Um, it's, it's, it's Jessica more Biel. Jessica yeah, and Biel, Jessica huh? Biel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember that one a little bit more and then really enjoying it. Um, but no, my dad. Uh, I think his horror f- films are a lot lot <laughs> tamer than, than that. I think. <laughs> well, uh, the chainsaw is kind of funny in that they 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 um it, it's known for yeah, its exploitation, so being so disgusting and banned in places and stuff. But it has very very little. Like they were really surprised that it was uh, rated X, and they really didn't think it would even be rated R. Yeah, it's kind of a funny. And yeah, when you watch it, it is really messed up. But um, so what do you think of uh, Dan Fielding bringing his voice back to it? Um, John Larroquette. Oh, John Larroquette. Yeah, he's going to be narrating it. Like really? He, yeah, he was the narrator in the first one. Um, I don't know. Wait a he, minute. Are you fucking serious? I, that's a thing I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's funny that you say that because I only realized, because I saw, I watched Chainsaw, like, <laughs> like whenever it's on, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fairly recently that I saw his name in the credits and I was like, there's no way that that's Night Court John Larroquette. There's yeah. no way that that's Stripes, Night John Larroquette. John Larroquette. And then, uh, but then I found, I think I probably Googled it or put it, looked on Wikipedia or whatever. Oh, it's shit. the same one. And then the other day I saw, and maybe I'm, maybe it was someone's wish list, but I saw an Instagram where someone had John Larroquette's picture. Then they had a poster of 
the original chainsaw and they had a poster of the uh the, the netflix one coming up so i just wow. assume I'm, i think he's gonna be the narrator in it you know what great voice love john larroquette that's awesome he's <laughs> awesome and the voice is perfect for the 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 following is based on a true story like yeah 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 oh well, damn I, so i just saw the trailer today uh i haven't had a chance and i sent you guys a screenshot of something that i thought was fucking cool uh we did love this guy uh he did the remake for evil dead uh oh Fetty Fetty. Fetty. is gonna be <laughs> writing the story so i was like all right all right we're not gonna oh, direct it which I is kind of good yeah, that's gonna... okay, but it's directed by David Blue Garcia. Like, yes. <laughs> that's what got my attention. I love you, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> you my boy, Blue. You my uh, boy, Blue. And he's described in the Hollywood Reporter as being a newcomer. So that's all. That's kind of nerve wracking on some level. But there's such a strong group behind him. I, I think that this is. I think this is going to be successful. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's what definitely you, got a lot of buzz behind it. What do you guys think of the Leatherface look? They they don't skimp on showing you Leatherface in the they trailers. Don't. And th- I think that's a good thing, right? Because we, we oh, have... that's what we want, dude. We don't fucking yeah. want the weird family bullshit. We want no, exactly. <laughs> we want that, and that, I I I think it's kind of funny. Like you know, he's in a in a bus, and they're trying to cancel him. And I'm like, in a year that this movie is being made, of course, like let's poke. Let's, let's poke fun of that at least yeah. a little bit and then everybody gets you know slaughtered yeah uh, i mean i'm not opposed to weird family I, that's part of it we need that but yeah. um i always go back to x-files peacock family episode they, they did that shit better than anybody so hmm. i just want more Leatherface. face uh looks like he's gonna destroy an entire busload of people with a chainsaw that sounds looks just fucking great i'm fucking for it yeah. I, i'm, 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 I'm for hoping it. that's our cold open because... oh yeah oh yeah oh, right yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. A- yeah, they never show like too much of the meat, real meat, meat and shit, meat and potatoes on these trailers. So I bet you're right. Yeah, it should be pretty. But I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Um, it's a, it's actually a pretty good franchise. Uh, I'm fine with the second one with uh, Dennis Hopper as the sheriff or whatever. I love the second yeah, one. Yeah, like, was, like that's like Blake's favorite film. Yeah, dog wheel hunt. <laughs> a lot mostly, bro. That, it was, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, it's it's because it's too much comedy. They feel. But, um, oh, it's yeah, it's wacky. I'm 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 totally fine with it. I like it a lot. Uh, I don't remember the third one, but I do remember the remakes. Leatherface. I'm kind of. It is. It's whatever. It was what it was type of thing. Well, isn't uh, the third one the fucking Renee Zellweger, Matthew yeah, McConaughey? I think that's was it. that the one. No, the, I that think one so. Is, the, the, that one's mm, that's it's all right. Oh, dude, Matthew McConaughey's got a remote control leg in that movie. That movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> remote control legs do make up for it. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, is like in the, the hollowed halls of horror. But um, it's kind of an outlier because horror traditionally has been kind of looked down upon. It was the thing that teenagers watch so they could go make out with each other. It's a thing that like nerds and weirdos watch. It's kind of a thing that you don't want. Some people aren't so cool with letting their friends know that they like. Um, but in recent years, things have swung around a lot. Um, last year at Cannes, uh, the Palme d'Or, the, like the biggest award of all, went to uh, Titania, which is just a, a body horror, really strange horror, really good movie. Um, this year, for the first time ever, the biggest award at Sundance went to a horror movie. Um, it's one called Nanny. 
Um, so my question to you, and, I'll, and I think you'll both have, well, you both have different perspectives on it. So I'll, I'll start with you, Danny. Um, have you noticed any sort of shift in horror? And, and if so, have you seen that getting better slowly? Or is this, this is kind of out of like left field for you? Um, I don't think it's left field. I, I do feel like nerd, nerd culture has shifted like since I think the early 2000s. I guess thanks to like Bloomhouse and like A24, it is shifted to for it to be a little bit more popular. Also, I, I feel like the kids, like the kids that are like the people are a little bit younger than us, um, or younger than us are are, are have grown up have grown up with horror um, because their parents, you know, are being our age or a little bit slightly older, are show, are introducing this to them. So I feel like that shift is becoming more common where people talk about it. I mean, when we were in, in school, like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, have you seen this movie? Have you seen that? And I, I've talked about it, how like the nineties movies aren't probably the best horror films out there. There are some gems, but it's not like what we're getting now, I guess, or even like the eighties slasher. There, there, there is a different tone in horror, like today's horror. And- yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I think it has like a lot to do with, well, like like a lot of us, like myself, and I know I know both of you guys, like we're you know if we're not in our forties, we're right around that age. We're, like we're of the age when you're you're doing a lot of stuff in your adult life, and like so a lot of these filmmakers, I think they were a lot like us. You know, they were they were the they grew mm-hmm. up get video store kids. You know, um, what did you do on the weekends? You went to the video store and you rented movies and you watched them at home. And a lot of the times, those were horror movies. So I think a lot of the people that are making films nowadays are people that grew up on it and so they're inclined to make this this stuff but they're doing it with a whole new level of you know technology and just think about the catalog of movies that like that we have at our disposal now that we can watch that are that are at our fingertips so yeah like you're saying danny like a lot of the young filmmakers you know all this stuff is like i said it's just right there for you to consume anytime you want Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah i think horror is a is it feels like it's becoming more and more mainstream which is awesome for us you know, I just hope it doesn't like I hope it doesn't like reach this like critical point, like a bubble bursting, you know, like that, like the like in industry, there's like that bubble and then yeah. it pops and then it then it, it kind of goes away. I, I hope that's not what's happening, but it could be it could be. I don't know. I don't think it will be. It just, you, you know, like it, it's on a rise, at least. I mean, there's a horror film every month. I mean, there's a superhero mo- movie every couple of months and it still gets like at least one Stephen King. Property. Yeah, at least once even and <laughs> every two weeks. In, like yeah. every two weeks. Hey, Salem's lots coming out this year. So. Yeah, can't yeah. Wait. <laughs> Stephen King has a new book coming out. So I mean, I mean, there, there, I mean, it's always gonna be like you know in the rearview mirror, but now it is passing, and we're gonna have it. I think it will. I don't think it will. It'll burst. I think we're always gonna get something crazy like Titan or just something that people will sit down and be like this was good this was not and have you know uh, tw- uh you know heated conversation on twitter and and kind of like to what you both are saying um there's like the people who are the filmmakers who are making these films now they have like a better quality of film to be inspired by um john carpenter's the thing is 
amazing, mm-hmm. but it's based on the thing from, you know, the fifties from outer space, which is cool if you're a fan of that. But I mean, it's also like, it was made as a drive-in movie. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, right. Like now there's a better quality for people to, to choose from. And uh, I think we're seeing, and like the things you guys say are absolutely true. There's better technology. There's a wider, there's a larger catalog to look at. People are willing to take bigger risks now, I think. Yeah. Too. yeah and, I and, and that's really cool. So um Blake, I know you you watch not just like mainstream horror, but you kind of like dig for the weird stuff, like a like a dark song and that kind of stuff. Oh, so yes, perfect. Yeah. Would you say that? I mean, this is just straight up opinion. Do you think horror movies are better today than they were? Oh, what a fucking question! Ten or fifteen years ago? Gosh, that's or maybe it's easier to say. What's your favorite error of horror? Error, ah, error. That's even that's even tougher. <laughs> I mean, so like, I, I feel like the last 10, 15 years, like so much, so much of like, of shit that I really, truly love. A lot of that stuff came out, you know, in the last 15 years, I'd say still, like you said, like the thing is still probably like my favorite movie. Uh, it, it's tough. I, I, I think that I, I think that the, the modern day horror flick, um, like let's use like Hereditary and Midsummer and movies like that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel Ooh, like they're, they're prestige horror. Yeah, well, like yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Let me raise my pinky as I sip my whiskey. Uh, but like, yeah, we're getting much more of this like highbrow stuff, which I like. I really enjoy that, and I because like I also think it's like practicing really great filmmaking, which is I you know I love a good schlocky leave your brain at the door horror movie for sure. I still almost prefer that. But mm-hmm. I I love the fact that we're getting some really nuanced stuff. Really, that was like you weren't seeing so much of back in the day. Yeah, was there some nuanced stuff going on? Yeah, there was, but not like not like not like what we're seeing right now. And so I think we are kind of in like uh like a like a high water mark for for that style of, of filming. Over the years, there's been uh, plenty of times that we've talked about David Lynch. Um, I think we even spent a whole topic about like what Lynchian is, but we've never actually covered a David Lynch movie. Today is not that day. (laughs) (laughs) But the other me was executive produced by David Lynch. Okay. Um, Means creatively he had very little to do with it, but he just he just put money in. Yeah, Yeah. and his name is big on the poster, bigger than any other name. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, totally. They they know they know how to market it. Is is the point? Because can make the argument that there's not much else to argue. (laughs) 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 Um, The other me. Uh, It's a movie about a an aspiring architect and possibly the worst bartender ever, (laughs) who is diagnosed with a disease that uh basically he's gonna he's just gonna go blind one day doesn't know what's gonna happen but he's going blind and there's no doubt about that oh um, he's obviously upset he ends up meeting a mysterious woman and it kind of throws his life and everyone around him it throws their life into chaos so the other me um was there a lot of sexual tension in this movie because i felt like almost every scene had this weird sexual tension oh. But, yeah dude all these people needed to do to be happy was just bang it out dude they none of them would do it, it was, so they, they were scared of they were just really scared <laughs> to show it feelings that was just Come it on. yeah there yeah. was a lot of that <laughs> well yeah. so you do have the obvious one there's the main character and then the woman that he meets who surprisingly to me she never turns into a squirrel like he 
on the third <laughs> like, I, I thought for sure spoiler alert like uh, we won't give away the, the ending to this Ooh. but there's some plot points we might mention but i could have sworn she was a witch or something but uh oh yeah. god damn it so yeah unfortunately yeah. but um <laughs> yeah there was all the obvious <laughs> sexual tension there but i mean even with like uh so there's the main character's wife who was doing a great margot kidder <laughs> completely coked out, <laughs> strung I would, out. I wouldn't eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, great, great impression. Great, great impression. Oh, uh, um, there was her, and then there was like the ambassador to the United States. Uh, they had this weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was weird. yeah. yeah that yeah. was weird. So like, so there, throughout the movie, there's just this really weird sexual tension. So Blake, you said you noticed it. Uh, Danny, I'm assuming you kind of did too. Did, I, I, did you did you like it? I thought it was kind of cool that it was there. I, I, well, I thought it was cool that it was there, but it wasn't essential to the plot because you, you know it's not an erotic story at all. Yeah, yeah. So this movie gave me a lot of like boners, a lot of boners. <laughs> it, it gave me this weird like lifetime. And this also goes for the next movie as well. Uh, it gave me a lot of like lifetime movie feel to it and i was like why is this feel just slightly downgraded i guess it, it was it, like horny lifetime to you yeah, horny <laughs> lifetime horny <laughs> lifetime yeah you know because most lifetime movies are horny uh well, also they, never have seen that, they have that britney spears unauthorized biopic <laughs> <laughs> so you know and that that the tension between friends uh, friend and wife congressman like maybe we're congressperson or ambassador person or even like you know even flirting with the idea of like is this the city or not the city this movie had it all i think and it was very ambiguous and it that's a a wonderful word for this it is yes (laughs) so um a lot of this is so he's going he's losing his vision losing his vision so a lot of it is reality what's the unseen um do you think that and like and you're absolutely right daddy ambiguous is like a wonderful way to describe so many aspects of this movie did you like the way they walk that line because there's dream there's reality there's truth there's fiction i really did i i like the what is was that like surreal feeling to it i i like can i guess this is a spoiler this is a major point i think but uh when he starts losing his vision we get the daredevil eyesight. I kind of like that a lot, and where we get different imagery, and I, I really like those kind of look things. Uh, I, I guess I'm watching Sopranos, so kind of like went with that surrealness of things, like that sub that suburbia <laughs> like surrealness, and and I really enjoyed that kind of stuff. Like you know, you know, like think that that mystery lady. Oh, I was like, oh, she is a witch. Like or but you know it never gives it gives us that answer so I I felt like it just left you wanting to know what was what I guess <laughs> yes it did Dan <laughs> and, um, I have a lot of problems with this movie but one of them is not the way they handled like that ambiguity I guess like I do like the way it, it was uh, able to kind of go between fact and fiction and mm-hmm. like you mentioned like when he quote-unquote sees things after he's on like I actually thought that was pretty cool I like the figures that he saw 
Um, the dreams were appropriately strange. So mm-hmm. I was actually really cool with that. Uh, very reminiscent of a perfume commercial from like the 1990s. <laughs> but, but, but cool. Like they, they kind of fit with the motif of it. Um, yeah, I was I, just waiting for Elizabeth Taylor to show up. I know. And then, and then I was really thrown off when she did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing I do have an issue with in this movie is um, I think there was way too many characters. It's a small cast, but like way too many characters to me. I, yeah. So I, we, the character that I don't think we needed was really an ambassador or. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing, like the subplot to that, like I didn't understand, like, is it a sexual tension? Like, are they friends? But they're, I mean, it's an employer employee thing going on there. Like, are they confidants? Like. I, I, I also I, I <laughs> this movie had uh, so many questions I don't think it answered and I don't think it even answered its own questions that it was giving throughout uh, yeah like why was he so fucking surprised he was blind all of a sudden when they told him at the very beginning of the fucking movie <laughs> literally the first <laughs> you're gonna if, be blind one of these days bro. If, if not the first sentence <laughs> yeah he wakes up, he's like, oh my holy shit, I'm blind. How the fuck am I blind? It's like, what the fuck, dude? They, they just told you. Another another thing, like, everyone in this movie was so deep. Oh, like, bro. This was like, this is, everyone had quotes that you put up on Instagram. Oh, dude. <laughs> quotes about me. Yeah, they they all like they all like just peruse the philosophy fucking yeah. subreddit. Get out of here. <laughs> this was it was like line after line of just like and it's it's laugh out loud funny stuff that they're saying which is, <laughs> which is kind of weird because it's in this really serious story and you can even it's an actually even it's a pretty deep even an interesting story about someone discovering themselves mm-hmm. yeah but it's just it just didn't work out so well um what do you think of this guy's uh so how did this guy hold his job down because he's an awful bartender. Yeah. How do, how do they not fire him? That's my question. He's getting um, drunk the entire time. He's getting uh, drunk. Uh huh. Yeah. Going back to Ricky. Yeah. Well, he, he's he's bringing dates over, going over to hang out with her. Then yeah. Just, like, dancing and you know, like I I'm surprised we didn't hear people in the background like you know bartender or bartender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I close out? Hey, uh, can I close out? <laughs> a line of people looking for their credit cards. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, so it's not the Blackbird? <laughs> uh, um, so I think this movie, uh, there's some, there's a lot of, a lot, lots of moving pieces, but um, there's one really big twist in the middle. Um, what did you think of the twist? Uh, it, it totally, like, it totally threw me off. I did not expect it to go in that direction. Um, I, I was underwhelmed. I guess. I mean, look, I was, it was it an interesting way to go? Sure. But I, I don't I don't know I, I thought that I thought this movie like for the like for a lot of it was like it's it gets back to that like style over substance kind of thing like this was a very stylistic movie in a lot of ways and like took like yeah, well it's like kind of like what we were just saying it's like took some risks and stuff but I don't think it was successful and I think that was one of those unsuccessful risks watching it or after it had like looking back on it it's like, kind of like oh it's yeah you know pretty obvious but. I think the build to it was fine. And it was, for me, it, it was effective. Like I absolutely did not see it coming. Yeah. Um, what, what about you, Danny? When did you know that was going to happen or were you thrown off? I, I was thrown off. I, I don't think it telegraphed that well. Um, 
I don't know. I, I felt very confused and I felt like maybe I shouldn't have been seeing this movie at 530 in the morning. Um, <laughs> it have been better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had no kids to worry about at that point at that time. So I, I mean, she was off to work. It was off to work. <laughs> I was just making the coffee and slurped out a cup it. of Joe. She's like, all right, dad, <laughs> I'll see you I'm later. Yep. You, you know, like it goes back to that whole thing. Like this movie's being very ambiguous and, I just didn't care for it. <laughs> it's just I was so, like, all right, fine, let's do it. Well, then that kind of leads to the 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 actual ending, and this is really I mean, like someone I was completely confused by the ending. Mm-hmm. Though I will say that the final shot, the actual final, literal final shot, I think it tied everything together nicely. But uh, everything leading up to it, I was completely confused. Um, <sighs> what, what do you think of the ending? So I, I felt the same way. Like, you know, I felt confused. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's how it ended. A little bit more mad, I guess, than, than anything else. But um, I did not like that, that how it just, and how everything just like fell through, I, I, I guess. Didn't really enjoy that last scene at all, actually. I hated it. <laughs> what, what, what about you, Blake? What do you think of the uh, final moments of the oh, other man. Yeah, the, uh, dude, like, dude's. This was such a like by the end, I was really just like ready for it to get on with itself, finish off what it had done. I, I thought well, the shot, how it was shot and everything was actually really good. Um, I mean, there's a lot about this movie that I thought was like well made, but by the no, I by the end of it, I was like, I was indifferent. Like, I, I don't think I've ever been more indifferent about a movie like by the by its end than this. And I, when it, I kind of, yeah, it was underwhelming and. Kind of made me shrug and go, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Danny, I'll start with you. The other me is uh, out in select theaters, digital and on demand. Uh, C or no C? You know what? I really enjoyed this movie. Even with all the negative stuff that I said, and it was a lot of me pacing, just like yelling at 5.30 in the morning. I, you know, despite it's all the weird flaws and everything, it's a weird surrealistic. Um, it won't answer any questions that you give it and it won't answer its own questions but you know what definitely watch this movie and not knowing i didn't know it was david lynch until this morning yeah look or an executive produced david lynch movie it doesn't it there is no weight to that at all and it shows it really shows (laughs) it's funny there was a part where I, i was uh I, was, I told Regina, I was like, yeah, executive produced by David Lynch means nothing. And then there's a, the dream sequence with the balloons. And I was like, midget drinking, sharing yeah. wine with the giant. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, what about you? Uh, see or no see the other me? Uh, I wish I had gone blind by the end of the, I'm just joking. Uh, that's, that's pretty harsh. Um, uh, no, this movie for, for its, merits uh i i didn't really enjoy my time with it too much so i'm gonna i'm just gonna briefly say pass on this one we were talking about prestige horror right now and uh hereditary uh, definitely fits that that label um that's a movie you have to see re- i think you have to see repeatedly to appreciate it um this movie is the same thing way i think you have to see it more than once to get the full effect of it unfortunately it's hard to see just one time though i would say pass on this one <laughs> Ghosts of the Ozarks is a horror western 
about a doctor who gets uh, summoned to a walled town called Norfolk. Um, it's post-Civil War. It seems to have escaped anything at all involving the Civil War. Uh, surrounding the walls of the of the of the town are a bunch of ghosts. Uh, inside the town are a bunch of secrets. <laughs> uh, uh, Danny, you actually kind of uh, alluded to this movie earlier. Um, you said it was kind of uh, downgraded. I think you said so. I yeah. assume you're, you mean the actual look of the town, like the set. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> Because I, so, I thought it, I thought it looked like a Hollywood sound studio. Okay, you know what? Yes, it did. Holy shit! Okay, uh, so what I meant about it is that it also had that whole like lifetime feel to it, but this was a little bit better than like felt a little bit better. But yeah, you know, now that you mentioned it, it really does. It, it just it's like a this one though. I, I call it a Scooby Doo uh, Who Done It. It is along those lines. You know, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Like, I really thought the ending would be like. Uh, the camera would pan back and there'd be like someone behind the camera filming it. Uh, oh, that wasn't the ending, but <laughs> I really truly thought that was going to happen. Um, I thought so, it was going to say a film by M night Shyamalan when it was over, but oh, I know. Right. <laughs> so Blake, you mentioned this movie felt a little long for its premise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know me, I love this setting. I, I mm. love, I think civil war is a thing that doesn't get utilized enough. Just Western style in general tight-knit community this was right up my alley but yeah i i feel like boy a lot of characters a lot of characters and they stretched that out and i i felt like there was more than more than a couple scenes that were just super unnecessary and and for even being unnecessary their their screen time was way too long for just the messages they were trying to convey so yeah i, I did think it was it drug on a little bit well, then it may surprise you, or maybe it won't surprise you, to learn that this is adapted from a short film. Okay. Oh, okay. So that okay. probably, and I totally agree with you. There's, uh, I haven't seen the short film. I have no idea how long it even is, but uh, there one are hour one hour, one hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> 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 There's parts of, of of this movie where you can, like, after I found out it was a short film, I was like, okay, you can kind of pick and you can see, like, okay, that wasn't there that probably wasn't there. this character probably didn't exist until they made this an hour and you know 45 minutes or whatever um do you think it would have been better served as like a limited series because there are so many characters in this yeah i think that's a great point i think for the sheer yeah because like it, it even tries to compartmentalize a, a couple of those stories you know but it, it yeah it just doesn't work so yeah i, I think yeah as a serialized bite-sized thing um would have been yeah that would have been really effective it kind of would have been like since we were talking about david lynch earlier it, it kind of would have been like a twin peaks type of thing it's this weird little secluded town with these oddball goofy characters in it mm -hmm. and they all know each other and they all stand down they're kind of separated from the rest of the country like uh and like time the whole time passed over them type of thing mm -hmm. um i i think it would have done much better that way um yeah, there's a lot going on in here where you could kind of ignore about 85% of the movie, I thought. <laughs> what did you think of the um, the music? And the music also, that's another oh. thing that I thought was weird. Like, it didn't fit, <laughs> except for the Irish ditty, which I thought was oh, awesome. Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I was literally sitting here thinking, like, oh, I really hope we get to that, like, little music interlude. I loved that, dude. I actually thought the song was cool. Um, I thought the performance was really cool. 
but yeah, overall, like the 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 score and tone of the movie, it's it's kind of strange. But with that one like real bright spot, I thought I thought that thing was cool. Like where we're watching it, like and I, the, the second it started, like it's it's well, it goes along for a little bit. I'm like, wow, this is an awesome Halloween song. Like yeah. I don't don't know what the lyrics are yet, but this has a great tone for a yeah. Halloween song. Oh yeah, and it's sung by like a one-eyed fucking weird guy. It's just, just perfect. It's cool. I loved it. Like uh, best part of the film. Yeah. Oh, easily. <laughs> I think I think there I think there's a part that's a little bit better than it, but it's 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 an amazing part of it. It kind of comes out of nowhere and it just kind of goes back to wherever it was. And yeah. another thing about this man, it, it, this really should have remained as a short film. Um, the editing is a little bit off, like in, and that's one thing that I don't really care too much about. But in the beginning, when uh, uh, the doctor he's like at a campfire. And then he takes off mm-hmm. running because the ghosts are coming. He's running and he just is wearing his like suspenders and his shirt. And then the next scene, he has like a hat and a jacket. Like <laughs> you're kind of like where that, how that happened. And then he like immediately gets to the town. So then the next thing is, well, why'd you even stop? Yeah. <laughs> if you were that, if you were that close, <laughs> you like, could right? just run to it. Yeah. <laughs> right. kind of wasn't really big on that. So um, yeah. <laughs> The, the characters they're they're very unique characters like what did you think of them? i mean yeah we all agree little much little too many but what did you think of them i well i particularly liked our main character james i guess um thomas hobson the actor uh i thought he was really good um i thought phil morris is, i actually really like him as an actor so he he's always really good i liked the characters again like there was just it was just like this kind of weird menagerie of characters and um i thought they all kind of fit well into like this weird quirky thing so i I actually thought that the characters and and their portrayals were some of the strongest parts of this of this uh, particular here movie i i agree like they were all interesting characters and i I guess they would have worked like as uh as tv characters because then you could you could get a little bit more meat on them you had jackie childs in there (laughs) well i mean you had david arquette who didn't look like david arquette and tim like they said uh, you know, a lot Jackie of Jackie Childs. Was Jackie yeah, Child. he was the uh, he was the uncle. Yeah. <laughs> was, it was scandalous, lascivious. You know, I, I really, I, I did think, you know, I, I did call it like a Scooby Doo thing, and you know, if this was giving a more of like an hour, like per episode, like per like little like mystery that we're trying to find great you know i i wanted to see more of this like how the uncle got this town and stuff like that and that, that all seemed interesting and it they all seemed likable i was not a fan of the main character but i mean i guess it was no like mystery mach- mystery machine team whatever they're called the characters i thought were pretty because they all had like their unique char- characteristics like the guy who was singing the song uh the bartender yeah he's, uh he has no eyes his name is like Torb. Torb. Yeah, Torb. Torb, like has this amazing name. <laughs> yeah, he do some really cool things. Um the uh, David Arquette was, you know, like yeah. this uh hat uh, was it haberdasher who takes uh, pictures of ha- the haberdasher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I really enjoyed the characters, and I think if we had more time with them, or if there was less of them and we could focus on, <laughs> it would have been a little bit better. I agree. Um, so you kind of get two twists. Uh one of them is so you find out that why um why uh the doctor's been summoned there and you find out that the uncle's not completely on the up and up uh i thought that was a little bit anticlimactic because it's kind of oh, yeah. 
But then you get the next twist. And this is where it goes from like this quirky Western into straight up full core. Like it starts, it, it just checks off all the boxes of what a full core is basically for that brief time. Um, what did you think of, what did you think when the movie shifted into that? And then, then that's, that's the part that I really liked is when the, the scenery, the imagery. The imagery in the woods? Yeah. Is that what you were referring to? And yes. when, when the town's all gathered inside. And yeah. yeah. They have, they're wearing their masks and everything. I yeah, thought that was really cool. Like I that's, did too. that's some great costume design. That's some great monster design as well. I mean, <laughs> it 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 worked. It, it really worked. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I did. I did enjoy this the shift. I liked it, and and, and I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it just it kind of scratches that. It's a very particular. Like, it's at night. There's fire. There's gonna be red, uh, there's like red smoke everywhere. Red yeah. smoke. <laughs> Someone's gonna have to uh, pay for something that been the yeah. years. For, like I, I, I absolutely loved it. That was my favorite part of the movie. It could have ended somewhere around there, but then it keeps on going. <laughs> yeah. And then they reveal the nature behind the ghosts, and then it kind of lost me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. This just like, just like, man. Sometimes it's best to just keep like a story simple. And this gets, a, like, in my opinion, just way too convoluted, um, hearkening to uh, Shyamalan levels of like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me kind of shit. And yeah, I think it really is a big detractor. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pick like an easy thing to relate, but you can relate it very much to uh, The Wicker Man and you can yeah. pick e- either version. It doesn't really give you an in-depth explanation at the end. Like, you know what's going on and it ends it's, it's pretty obvious how it ends and but it ends that's it like there's no and then this is how we did that type of thing <laughs> yeah whereas this movie kind of gives you that and that it takes away all the mystique it kind of kills the atmosphere of it and I, I i really didn't enjoy that western horror i mean do you think it got the tone of, of just that right did it fit the genre trappings right uh yeah for the most part i'd say i mean like a lot of like western horror movies are like centered around like a town center um got you know everything's taking place in one setting kind of stuff and uh, this is very much that um i thought it did a pretty good job i think there's other stuff that does it better for sure but yeah i did it at that thing in particular yeah i did a pretty good job of that i don't think it did a good job at he did a good job at like putting a mystery i don't know I, throughout the whole thing, I was like, is this horror? It feels like it should be horror. It just, it never really gave me that. It was more of, as I mentioned, it's like a downgraded like thriller. It's not that. You don't think being locked in a small town with a bunch of crazy white people would be scary shit, Danny? Well, I mean, I already live <laughs> in El Paso as it is. <laughs> well, There's not that many white people. Here. I was going to say, so you, you don't know. <laughs> like, I, I do think that was part of the terror that it was trying to get across like um, okay i i I think it's a very 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 small part of it because they make it a point to say that yeah like we've kind of you know that was the civil war was outside these walls it didn't really affect Mm -hmm. us in any way but i think like as an audience you're supposed to think like oh you know this guy's from the north or but he even up north he he, i mean he mentions it he wasn't treated like he should have been up there and now he's surrounded by and there's no sideways glances no one ever um does anything nothing's ever said or anything like that but i think you're supposed and i think you're just supposed to like the idea of it is supposed to be scary and it kind of is uh but the movie is so quirky 
and the characters are so silly that it doesn't really get that across very well. But uh, the Western, yeah, it's like very, very, looks really good. And the horror, I, I think it's supposed to be a slow build, uh, except again, the tone's like so all over the place that it's kind of, mm-hmm. but once it gets to it, it's really, really awesome, I thought. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Blake, I'll start with you. Um, go to the Ozarks. It's out right now. You could uh, get it on demand or digital. It's showing in theaters. Uh, see or no see? Oh, boy. Uh, this is actually kind of a tough decision. There, There's a lot about it that I that I liked. Uh, a whole lot. I feel like it loses its steam, like, more than once in the, sto- <laughs> in the storytelling. And so... I'm going to give you a very cautionary C. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. I think the acting is really good. I think the performances are really, uh, really cool. And like, the, I think there's some neat stuff there. Um, I think you're going to be disappointed with the end, but I think there's enough there that I can recommend it. And uh, what about you, Danny? C or no C? The Ghosts of the Ozarks. Yeah. Ghosts of the Ozarks. The Ghosts of the Ozarks. And I can't. I can't. I don't know. I, I don't feel I could recommend this movie. Even though I feel like my out, my my outlook in this was a lot more positive than the other one, um, preposterous, lascivious, <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> and, uh, you know what, what I'm gonna do? I am gonna say, uh, if you have 30 minutes, uh, go watch Scooby Doo. That's better than this. I would, uh, man. This is a really tough one. I think it's a really cool story, really cool characters. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's makes so many little mistakes along the way that. I would say, to, yeah, it's worth putting on in the background, but you you can definitely just kind of pick and choose. What, like the interesting parts stand out. So you'll know when you should be watching. But yeah, like make yourself a really good BLT while it's on in the background. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, every weekend you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. We're just one of many horror theme podcast so you can check us out there uh, we also have an open review policy if you have any ideas for any movies you think we should watch uh let us know and while you're doing that you can sh- follow the follow the show on twitter <laughs> i haven't been here for a week and i'm already i don't know this how this works anymore you can follow the show over on instagram at adventures in movies you can also find uh frostbite Nathaniel or Pat, as I like to call him, on Instagram <laughs> at Nathan Poor Taste. Uh, you can also find me, um, Iceman Danny, on Twitter and Instagram at default underscore player. I also, I'm in a gallery right now. If you're in El Paso, Texas, uh, go check me out. I have a little comic book that I put out. Um, and then um, you can find uh, 27 Degrees Blake on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. I thought you were gonna go like snow cone or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> I like it. I like it. What what flavor snow cone would you guys be? Oh, dude, chamoy. Oh, chamoy. Uh, okay, Matt? tiger. I'd be tiger blood. Oh, tiger. Ooh, that blood. was a good too. I'm cherry lime all the way. Cherry lime. All, <sighs> all right, everybody. Next week we got something weird on the horizon. Very special edition. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, you can find us on Amazon Music. They have podcasts, including ourselves. Or you can just go to Morbidly Beautiful, uh, wherever you listen to us. Make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Find yourself a honey and uh, warm your guys up for this weekend. Yeah, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>